Hello, my name is Isabella Cavanis, and today I'll be discussing social anxiety disorder, a mental health condition. I'm here with Shai Sharif, a licensed clinical social worker. She has a bachelor's and master's in social work. She also was named social worker of the year in 2011. Woohoo! She is here to un- help us understand the ideology of this disorder. So what is social anxiety, just for our listeners who might not be aware? Well, Isabella, first I want to say thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to be here to discuss such an important topic as social anxiety. No, thank you. So what is social anxiety, you ask? It's a mental health condition. It's intense, persistent fear. So extreme fear of being watched and judged by others. What causes social anxiety disorder? Social anxiety disorder, it affects approximately, get this, 15 million American adults. It's the second most commonly diagnosed anxiety disorder following a specific phobia. So now listen, the average age of onset for social anxiety disorder is during the teenage years. And although individuals diagnosed with social anxiety disorder, they commonly report extreme shyness in childhood. But I want to make sure that you understand, it's very important to understand that this disorder is not just simply about being shy. So social anxiety disorder, it sometimes runs in families, but no one really knows why some family members have it while others don't. So researchers have found that several parts of the brain are involved in fear and anxiety. Some researchers think that misreading of others' behaviors may play a role in causing or worsening a person's social anxiety. So let me give you an example. A person may think that people are staring or frowning at them when they truly are not. Also, another cause are underdeveloped social skills. For example, if a person has undeveloped social skills, They may feel discouraged after talking with people and may worry about doing it in the future. So by learning more about fear and anxiety in the brain, scientists may be able to create a better treatment. Researchers are also looking for ways in which stress and environmental factors may play a role in social anxiety. What are some major symptoms of social anxiety? Well, I'm glad you asked. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of symptoms of social anxiety. There's emotional symptoms, behavioral symptoms, and physical symptoms. Let's start with the physical symptoms. So blushing, fast, I mean like fast rapid heartbeat, trembling, sweating, upset stomach or nausea, trouble catching your breath, feeling like you can't breathe, becoming dizzy, feeling lightheaded. Have you ever felt like your mind just totally went blank? Also feeling tense, like muscle tension. Now, for emotional and behavioral symptoms. A person feels extreme fear in situations where they think they may be judged. They become worried and are embarrassed about humiliating themselves. It's an intense fear. I'm talking intense fear of interacting or talking with strangers. They also worry about people noticing their nonverbal facial expressions, such as looking anxious. They also become fearful of being embarrassed when others see them trembling, blushing, sweating, or having a really shaky voice. Also, 
A person can have anticipatory anxiety or fear about an upcoming event. They also sometimes, after they actually encounter a social situation, they will analyze their performance and identify every flaw of their interaction. They also expect the worst, I mean, the worst possible consequences from a negative experience during a social situation. And in children, they have anxiety with adults and their peers. And how they show this is by crying. They may have temper tantrums. They cling to their parents or just simply refusing to speak in a social situation. So how does this condition affect an individual's daily lifestyle? On a daily basis, on an everyday basis, a person with social anxiety, they feel extreme symptoms of fear in certain, but usually in all situations. For example, meeting new people causes them anxiety. Being on a job interview, even raising their hand to answer a question in class, or having to talk to a cashier in a store or just doing everyday things in front of people that we don't even think about, such as eating or drinking in front of others. Even using the public restroom causes anxiety. The person, the anxiety is caused because the person is afraid of being humiliated, judged, and rejected. So the fear that people with social anxiety have in social situations is so strong they feel it's beyond their ability to control it. So as a result, in everyday life, it gets in the way of going to work, attending school, just everyday activities that you and I take for granted. For some people with social anxiety, they worry about things weeks in advance before they actually happen. And sometimes they end up actually avoiding the situation, staying away from places, and just not going at all. So people with social anxiety disorder, they can also have performance anxiety, where right before a performance, like playing a sport or dancing, or even playing a musical instrument, they experience physical, emotional, and behavioral symptoms. How do you deal or communicate with a patient who has social anxiety? So with a patient or a person, a loved one or a friend, the first thing that I suggest is be patient. There are so many factors that are related to social anxiety. A person could have experienced some trauma. So with the proper support though, I wanna make sure that everybody understands that you can manage and overcome anxiety. So what I would say is do not criticize a person, don't blame them, and please do not minimize their feelings. It's so important, Isabella, that you listen, be supportive, so that your friend, your loved one, or even a patient will open up. I would say also, find out what they're thinking. Usually physical feelings of anxiety, they start with your thoughts. So the first step would be to ask, what are you worried about? And try to get as much detail as you possibly can. Remember, be patient. And remember, no matter how unlikely the thoughts are, how they may seem to you, for that person, it's real. So what I say is, meet them with curiosity. Meet them with, without judgment. 
listen, be patient once again. I cannot say that enough. Also, be a cheerleader. Isabella, this is your time to be a really good friend. Remind them of their strengths, the benefits of actually meeting new people, of going out, social events, making new connection. Remind them that it's important to have interesting and new experiences. Be empathetic. Always try to put yourself in the person with social anxiety shoes. Maybe you have to show them how to do it. So see, a person with social anxiety disorder may not have had a lot of experiences in social situations. And they actually might be unsure of how to navigate them. So that's your opportunity to be a role model, to show them how it's done, to help them navigate. You might even need to role play with them in a situation and offer praise. So when they've navigated a new situation, say, hey, you did a great job. That was a really good job. That took a lot of courage. I'm proud of you, Mm -hmm. right? So positive encouragement. Just affirmations. Exactly, affirmations. And always try to identify their strengths. So I'm gonna say it again, be patient. Yes, definitely. Next question, do you think a person with this disorder should jump into an anxiety-induced situation to try and overcome their fear or refrain? If not, how should they work to overcome their fear? Again, I don't think I can say this one enough. (laughs) Be empathetic. So think, hmm, if I was thrown into a social situation where I was going to have extreme anxiety, hmm, how would I feel? So I would say... Forcing a person with social anxiety in a situation that causes to increase their anxiety is not the answer. I would say, if necessary, try to help them navigate, try to compromise with them. You might even have to help them plan an exit strategy ahead of time, okay? Just in case they get to a a situation where they feel like they want to leave. It may become too much. But hopefully, on a positive note, let's hope for the best that once your friend is exposed to the actual situation, that it'll turn out better than they thought. I would say, meet them where they are. Maybe help them navigate new people, situations, and environments. Remember, do this when they're ready on their own time. Because the concern is that when you force a person with social anxiety into a new situation, it can cause increased anxiety mm-hmm. and fear. Definitely. So again, do what you have to do to help the person to feel comfortable. And again, (laughs) be empathetic and put yourself in their shoes. What is some advice you can give to someone who is suffering from severe social anxiety or social anxiety in general? Now, this is a really good question. Wow. I would say the first thing is, Do not suffer in silence. Please talk to someone and seek help. No one has to live with social anxiety forever. Tell a friend, a family member, a teacher. Tell someone. There are so many places to get help. You can seek counseling. There are therapists that specialize in social anxiety disorders. 
there are so many organizations nationally and associations that can help with social anxiety and other mental health illnesses. Just to name a few, the Social Anxiety Association. Yes, they have an association all surrounded around just social anxiety. So it's a nonprofit organization that promotes understanding and treatment of social anxiety disorders. They offer support groups and education. Uh, Number two, I would say, I guess my top three would be, uh, the second one would be the National Alliance on Mental Illness. The acronym is NAMI, N-A-M-I. So NAMI is the nation's largest, get this, the largest grassroots mental health organization that's dedicated all to building better lives for millions of Americans affected by mental illness. They also provide education, advocacy, and a listening ear. So they have a national helpline, 1-800-950-NAMI, N-A-M-I. Also, if you ever find yourself in a crisis, you can text NAMI, their acronym, N-A-M-I, to 741-741. They also have discussion groups around anxiety. They also have support groups for families and loved ones with individuals with social anxiety and other mental health conditions. You can connect online through Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. How about that? And lastly, but not least, is the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. They also offer support, education, advocacy, online peer-to-peer support groups. And once again, if the listeners take away nothing else from this discussion, it's once again, you do not have to suffer in silence. There is help for individuals with social anxiety disorder. Thank you. So thank you for stopping my box. I believe you really helped our listeners understand social anxiety and really brought some awareness on how major this disorder is for some people. So thank you to all my listeners. For more content, head over to boxatl.org. Thank you.